Welcome back to the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I'm Ali, your classic nerd. It's uh, it's been a little while. We've yeah, had, uh, it's been about a month. Some deaths in the family, some illnesses. Uh, I caught COVID. COVID. All sorts of stuff going on. So we've been uh, away. Yeah, we took a little uh, hiatus. It was also, it was also Christmas holiday. Yeah, uh, well, but we're not back. That- not that neither you nor I celebrate that pagan holiday of we are, Saturnalia. We are we are back for the first episode of 2021. Yeah, uh, two weeks into 2021, but <laughs> yeah, it is the first one. So welcome to to all the nerds. Thank you for bearing with us as we yeah. dealt with some stuff. But we are back, and we'll be back to regular episodes. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, guys. I uh, I I literally like. I was battling COVID for like two and a half weeks. He was battling COVID. We had some other family stuff going on. It was yeah, it was a enough. lot in that short period of time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and while we were dealing with that, it seemed like the world yeah, was also fun. somewhat falling apart. So, yeah, twenty twenty part deux is taking yeah, place. Yeah, we're in. We're now in a day f- forty of December, twenty twenty. <laughs> it right. looks like. Yeah. Um, Bro, for whatever reason, I think people very foolishly thought that. 2021 was going to start and everything would just change huh <laughs> it all be okay miraculously <laughs> but in New the Year starts. in the weeks that we've been away the past couple of weeks there was a <laughs> suicide bombing that leveled a city block yeah that doesn't get talked about enough it was doesn't in nashville right yeah then this whole city block was leveled by a suicide bomber a white uh, nationalist suicide bomber white nationalist QAnon suicide bomber it was a 5g yeah. thing mm-hmm. um then we had a in addition to like globally there was a volcano eruption i think the very last day there was an earthquake in san francisco mm-hmm. uh, and so 2020 gave one a good one-two punch before it ended and then 2021 started with a insurrection yes insurrection um the- so, and we're starting to hear the word sedition, which is, by the way, one of my favorite words, because you can say it with a lot of like fe- sedition, right? Like there's some, there's feeling there. Yeah. So for those of you that, you know, living been... under a rock, uh, <laughs> there was a massive stop the steal protest by oh right wing QAnon Trump supporters and white supremacists all kind of converging. Wait, wait, hold and on, then hold they on, hold attacked on. the Capitol. Stop. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there, fella. All right. It wasn't the Patriots that did it. It was some actors pretending to be Patriots, but they were actually BLM and Antifa. Well, the greatest part about that is that uh, that argument doesn't quite work because you can't say, oh, it wasn't us. It was Antifa. And we plan to do it again. (laughs) That's that's my favorite. You can't can't follow it up by saying, well, we didn't do that, but we plan to do it. (laughs) Again. (laughs) But it wasn't us. Let's just be clear. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it was, I mean, we're laughing, but in actuality, it was was very surreal to see that uh, the Capitol was very, for a short period of time, for a couple hours, was quite literally seized. Yeah. Uh, Senators and Congress people were, had to bunker down. The vice president had to be spirited away and hidden um oh and we're finding out as surreal as it was they broke property they did damages they were calling for blood one person got shot um mm-hmm. multiple people ended up dying a police officer ended up dying yeah the police um, officer got beat yeah. one guy one fucking asshole q fucking uh we my friends and i we call them kunts yeah. you know with the q yeah. um 
one of those guys, he accidentally tasered himself in the balls. That turned out not to be true. Ah oh, man, I was hoping that was true. Been, it, that it was just an internet story, but that some people been uh, still choose to believe it. Just because I choose so to believe it. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't turn out to be true. But five people have ended up dead, and now the capital is under lockdown. There's the whole city is under lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, massive, bro. massive police presence, military presence, national guard in the capital. There's pictures showing national guard like sleeping on the floor in order to protect Congress people and yeah. senators. And as bizarre as it was, it was partly uh, as a result of the fact that there was a rally in which Trump quite literally encouraged people to march, uh, and and the perpetuating of this lie that this election had somehow been been stolen but what made it worse is that every day that passed we found out more and more and it became even more bizarre it mm-hmm. turned out originally it looked like some type of craziness but to be clear uh, or madness I should every everybody knew it was coming yeah i mean this wasn't a secret they literally said they were going to do it weeks yeah in advance, it, there was in there was i remember like well, after the fact, I've seen TikToks and stuff that said, wait till they find out what's going to happen January yeah. 6th. So people were very open about it. And yeah. now, you know, law enforcement's like, oh, it looks like it was planned. Uh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. And then it turns out that not only was it planned, but there was even more reports coming out that some had planned to kidnap uh, lawmakers, uh, that there was plans of executions. We saw people with zip ties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so more and more is being revealed that this was actually far worse. It looked bad. Oh, it looked the bad, optics are but terrible. it was even worse than it looked. Yeah, here's the it thing. It was even worse. So um, there's scattered reports saying that some congressmen and congresswomen were giving reconnaissance yeah. tours yeah. to some of these people yeah. pr- like a few days prior. So yeah. like uh, January 3rd, 4th, and 5th, like they were giving tours of Congress yeah. to these people that were then there on the 6th. um to like find out how to get there um i I think they twitter well we'll get into that but right now like twitter suspended the account of new congresswoman lauren bobbert i believe is her name she was she's from georgia she was like the biggest hardcore like q anon uh supporter that ran marjorie green yeah yeah but um her twitter account is suspended because the day of the mm-hmm. the insurrection um she tweeted out it's 1776 and then she tweeted out where nancy pelosi was yeah yeah so the main targets it turned out to be were nancy pelosi and mike pence yeah um were the two people that were in the most danger even though everyone else was we also found out that one of the police officers um who at the time we were watching this video that were coming out from inside and he seemed to be like chased by a mob up some stairs and no one really knew what was going on like wow that's really bizarre Mm -hmm. but later we find out that he was actually redirecting the mob that he yeah so antagonized them so that they would chase him as a distraction yeah the police officer's name uh is eugene goodman yeah he was the black police officer that you see name yeah like a protagonist right um in the video you see when they're coming up the stairs and they're chasing him yeah um he looks to his left when he looks to his left, he sees that the doors to the Senate are open. Yeah. So he pushes one of the guys, like the, the, like the yeah, guy in the front of the line. he antagonizes in order yeah. to get them to follow him. Yeah, yeah, he pushed them, and then he started running to the right. Yeah. Because yeah. had they gone to, in that, that split second, he saw that the doors for the Senate were open. Yeah, and so it's interesting. Put, we should point out that it's now coming out that if they were a minute later, right, or if a, a minute earlier, had they arrived, 
mm-hmm. they would have caught the senators. Yeah. And so we're talking about uh, literally a matter of minutes in order to avoid mass violence and execution. So again, this is what, like, the actual videos that came out during the time were bad. It looked horrible, right? It was one of those moments where, yeah. regardless of what your politics were, it was a surreal moment to see one of the most powerful nations in the world look like it was under siege. And one of the most powerful nations in the world for the first time, even from since the Civil War, seeing Confederate flags fly into the capital. And so it was, it's a real clear marker that America's on the decline, right? And so it was very mm-hmm. surreal to see. But then as the reports came out day after day after day, it was like even worse. Like, holy shit, these people were planning mass ex- executions and a handful of people managed to save the day. By yeah. delaying, by distracting, by putting themselves in harm's way, and we should note that Goodman was is a black man. So mm-hmm. there's like the even the this, the the optics of it, even the realities of it, the, the mob of, of white it, of a single black dude yeah. standing against a raging white mob, <laughs> and really kind of bringing their violence and anger onto himself in order to save the Senate. It was it was very surreal. I've been um. Yeah. Just speaking about race with the police officers. So I've been reading articles since, right? Because like every day more information is coming out. And I was reading um, this article from BuzzFeed where they interviewed four black officers that were there. Yeah. And like the mob literally was shouting the N-word at them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these cops were like, these people came there with like Blue Lives Matter flags. Yeah. Calling these cops the N-word. Yeah, pulling out their badges. So he's yeah. the, this cop said that two people pulled their police badges, saying, "We're doing this for you," as they're shoving him and hitting him in the head with stuff. Yeah. So that's the other thing that that emerged is that the mob wasn't made up. Of, the common trope here is that this is a working class, undereducated, you know, redneck group. When in actuality, there was more is being released. These are middle class. White people were lawyers themselves. Several of them were off-duty police officers that had flown mm-hmm. out. Former Olympians. There were yeah. um, people who are retired military or veterans. Fucking um, Pat Militich, one of the was former a real estate agent. Champion. One was the son of a New York judge. So a these Supreme, are all, yeah, New York yeah, Supreme Court these judge. These are all predominantly middle class, pretty comfy individuals who are participating in what looks to be a a massive suburban uprising um this is these are wine moms wine moms who have been radicalized because they've been home all day because of the pandemic and they're reading QAnon bullshit now they're in this state where they believe that on on january 20th during the inauguration no inauguration is going to happen that there's going to be a mass arrest happen Carried out by the Space Force, interestingly enough, like, okay, whatever. What? Well, but yeah, they think because all the other, everything's been compromised and Space Force was created by Trump, that that's the only legitimate military force right now. So mm-hmm. anyways, the Space Force is going to do a mass arrest of Biden, Pelosi, the Clintons, everybody, Obamas, and Trump is going to be away for his own safety and then... Uh, there's going to be a new inauguration and Trump will start his new administration. It'll involve everyone being arrested and Congress is only going to be like 10 Congress people left and new elections will be held in March. And you're sitting there and going, this is, this is very similar to the people who predict the end of the world. <laughs> Every few years there's like a group that goes, so the world is going to end. And then they set a date, May 13th, 
2012. <laughs> and then May 14th comes along, and then they just move the date. <laughs> they don't, they, it never reckons that what they believe didn't happen. They just adjust and keep going while holding on to that core component. I mean, we were told that, by, uh, that there was never going to be a certification of the votes. The certification of the votes happened. Then we were told that the Electoral College wouldn't vote, that the Electoral College would, would resist and that there would be some type of mass uh, turnaround with the, the, electro- or the electors, right? The Electoral College votes in December and not, I mean, nothing happens. Yeah. Then we're told, well, Mike Pence is going to step in and it's all going to stop on or January, January 6th. 6th. January 6th comes and nothing happens, right? And so, like, January 20th is going to happen. Biden is going to be sworn in. And you're going to find out that these people are going to say, that's actually not Biden. That's an actor that's been hired by the Trump administration. Trump's well, really the real president. That's what they'll say. Watch. Just well, watch. okay. So here's the thing, right? The, the day after the insurrection, Trump posted, like, after he got unbanned from Twitter, for, he got banned for 12 hours first. And, and right he got after unbanned, yeah, he got unbanned. He posted this video and got banned again. And got banned again. But that video, like, he's denouncing them, but they're yeah. they're claiming it's a deep fake. Yeah, they say it's not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is the sort of fascinating thing about mass delusion is that you're not willing to admit it. I mean, now Trump is already moving. There's literally moving boxes there yeah. at the White House. He's stealing stuff the moving from the White boxes. House. He's already said he's leaving that morning and he wants a big send off. And yet people still don't believe it. And so we're, we're in this moment where something has happened, right? I've mentioned this before, that our information ecosystem is so badly broken that there doesn't seem to be a way to repair it. Mm-hmm. We're now living in a world where people don't have a touch point of commonality. In the past, you could disagree on things politically, right? And you could mm-hmm. disagree vociferously. But there was a touch point. There was a point where you could all point at and go, that's the objective fact. That's a reality that we all share, right? The sun is coming up tomorrow, right? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. We could disagree about other things, but that was the reality. We're now at the point where that doesn't exist. These are such two separate worlds that you're going to see these these people who have spent the past couple years cultivating an alternative reality that they live in, in which they are interpreting everything as confirming their worldview. That's not going to go away on January 21st. No, you know and it I didn't mean? start in 2016 either. It didn't. It's been going on for ages. This actually goes back to the, uh, you can argue that it goes back to the beginning of Fox. So the Reagan era is the early beginnings of it, right? The 90s uh, in particular. After the Reagan era is the beginnings, and then in the 90s with Newt Gingrich, who really kind of radicalized partisanship, right? Mm-hmm. Newt Gingrich broke Congress. If you want to see how Congress doesn't work, it's Newt Gingrich, right? Uh, but that was also the birth of the Fox News. Didn't apparatus. he kill a hooker? This was the Drudge Report. It was all about Clinton's sex scandal, etc. It was then formalized by the government. The government started to use that mechanism in the Bush administration, the War on Terror. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, I've mentioned the book before, Mark Andronovic's book, Infoglide. Yeah. One of the things that the Iraq war did is that they didn't lie to us by hiding information. They didn't hide anything. They gave us too much. Yep. They flooded the airways with so much that we could pick and choose what we wanted to believe, right? 
They gave us, they were the birth of alternative facts. So this is decades in the making. This has been going on for ages. So now you're now at the point, though, where it's at a breaking point, where that that information ecosystem, that alternative reality is now producing insurrectionists. Yeah. People who are willing to fight and believe in, in, in and kill for the things that they believe in. That's not going to go away on January 21st. No, not that's at not all. going away anywhere anytime soon. If you think that a Biden administration is going to calm things down, that these people are going to suddenly be relaxed, you've got a, another thing coming. I think things we're, might get worse. Yeah, we're entering into an era of, of frequent, I think, either insurrectionist activity, terrorist, domestic terrorist activity, um, but also radicalized politics. You're going to see more of these people elected into Congress. You're going to see more of these people running for office. These people are going to believe the things that they believe and no amount of fact-checking. That's the other mistake we're making. We think that if we just fact-check, we're going to convince them. If you've, if you've ever argued with any of these people, no amount of articles changes their mind. No. No the, amount of fact changes their mind. They well, believe what they believe. They believe the facts are wrong. They believe the facts. Yeah, the, that's the issue here, right? The issue is that they believe the source can't be trusted, right? Now, you, you wonder why. I mean, one instance, it's true. Fake news. There, it is fair to criticize our media as fundamentally flawed. It is, right? Mm-hmm. Our media is not perfect. It's not at all. Sometimes works hand in hand with the government in order to manufacture consent, as Chomsky, as Chomsky says. So there, there is a fair criticism there. But the problem is that the criticism has gone to the point of saying, well, I can't believe anything. So I'm going to believe the random person on the Internet who's tweeting from I hate Obama you know, on yeah. Twitter. That's the problem is that you it's one thing to be critical of mainstream narratives. That's OK. It's another thing to reject every single form of institutional knowledge and then accept something completely random online, right? It's like, we know the government is shady shit. You don't need to believe in conspiracy theories, yeah. right? There's hundreds of, of genuine things that the government has done that you can point to from MK Ultra to the assassination attempts at Fidel Castro, you know, to Operation Ajax in Iran, right? Like, all these are real. They're not conspiracy theories. But it's another thing to say, I, I refuse to believe any form of information because mm-hmm. the source is now corrupted and therefore I'm only going to believe yeah. the well, things that I already confirm my worldview. Well, listen, brother, I don't know if you know this, but all these left-wing media, they're out here eating children. They're getting their adrenochrome. Yeah. They can't be trusted. Numbers, well, see, that, they made, numbers are made up, buddy. That's a prime example of what I'm talking about. Like, tra- human trafficking exists. Yep. Human sex trafficking exists. Exploitation and abuse of children exists, right? If you believe in that stuff, there's ways of combating it. I always, I'm always, I said this to a QAnon person before. I'm like, if you believe this stuff, then why aren't you at a support group? Right. Why aren't you on a hotline? Why aren't you at the, one of these millions of resources that helps to track down human trafficking? It, because you don't actually care about it. If you did, you'd actually be doing something. Like you'd call out the fact that multiple, multiple Customs and Border Patrol agents have been caught sexually abusing children in detention facilities. Mm-hmm. That's there, is, there you go. There's mask human, you know, sexual abuse of children right there. But that's real. You don't want to address that. You want to address the sort of non-existent basement of Ping pong pizza or comet pizza or whatever yeah, it comet is, right? Comet ping pong pizza. 
comment ping pong pizza. You want to talk about the non-existent basement. Why? Because that's easier to do. Man. You can tweet about it. You can Facebook about it. You can stream about it. You can act outrage about it. But you never have to get off your, your cushy ass. Yep. You know that Obama ordered pizza and hot dogs from Chicago yeah, for right. his staff. Exactly right. I know it's that ba- Chicago's famous for their hot dogs and their pizza, but that means boys and girls. You, you want to address uh, human trafficking? The largest human trafficking event is the uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There you go. Stop the Super Bowl one year and get to the bottom of that. But well, these people won't do that. They're stopping it this year, technically. Yeah. I mean, this, talk, talk about uh, like directly addressing this. Tell mm-hmm. people that you're going to stop the Super Bowl in order to address human trafficking and see what they do. No, Watch how quickly these people are going to get I don't care about them football players. They don't respect the flag. They kneel. See? So it's, it's always been about like there's a nugget of real truth out there that they smell and then they turn around and believe something else. <laughs> You know, and that's the bizarre reality of it. So we're now living in a moment where the inauguration is tense. I mean, it'll probably go off without a hitch given all the military that's there, but there's a very like, likely there's, chance of there, violence. There's supposedly more troops in D.C. right now than there is in all of uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah. and Syria combined. Well, I'm always I'm fascinated by the people who've been making those connections to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, I didn't I've, serve my country I've never in seen Iraq. this many troops except inside of... We now look like Kabul. There's almost an implicit <laughs> admission there that the natural state or the normal place <laughs> for American troops to be is in Kabul. Well, they yeah, shouldn't be true. there either, fucktard, right? Yeah. Like, come on. So it's a, it's bizarre though. It's and I um, I tell people it's like we you know one of the most famous curses in the ancient world was, may you live in interesting times. Man, were they right about that, right? Yeah. You know, a it, colleague of mine tweeted out and was like, I just like to live a couple in, days without living through historical times. Right. Um, question for you. So yeah. n- now. Since this insurrection, and yeah. what was the other word you used? Sedition. Sedition. That's I, I kept trying it's to say. It's a good word, right? It is a good word. Um, so since this insurrection and sedition, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Etsy, Pinterest, TikTok. I love that they banned them on yeah. Pinterest. Can yeah. I just say that's one of my favorite? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to die. With that bit of news, like, warming my heart. Yeah, fucking panned on you Pinterest. Know, when, I, when I'm on my deathbed, know that that's the thing I'm thinking about. It's so, him being banned from, yeah. from... It actually genuinely brings, like, warm feelings to my heart, because it's like, of all the things... Yeah, yeah <laughs> Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. Um, the, the funny was, like, when you get banned from TikTok before you try... But, like, you try oh, to yeah, ban TikTok. TikTok definitely had their revenge yeah, with that one. And they banned you before you could ban them. Um, anyways... So with with uh so after everything, the, all these social media sites uh, yeah. banned Donald Trump. They suspended yeah. his accounts indefinitely. Too little, uh, too late, in my opinion. Okay, now here's the 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 thing that I'm hearing. Right, it's all this censorship yeah. stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I totally agree with them suspending all his accounts and yeah. and and doing that. Right. First yeah. off, everyone keeps saying free speech. They're trying to limit my free speech. Yeah, great. He still has like the fucking. The, he can still speak at the well, the to do the press secretary. He's got yeah. fucking twenty four. Like if he fucking wanted to get on CNN right now and say I just took a fat shit, he could, yeah. right? Yep. Like he yep. could literally live broadcast himself doing anything, right? So he's yep. not censored. Yep. Um, but they keep yelling free speech, free speech. I don't think they understand what free speech means. No, first of all, because yeah. freedom of speech, like 
protects you from the government, not from private in, private like or uh, institutions like Twitter and Facebook. Like yeah. Twitter and you, they don't like. I've got fucking suspended off of Twitter for saying I hope the sprinklers go off when Joey Bosa gets dressed. Yeah, I yeah. I said I hope you stub your toe, and they suspended me for a week. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't fucking even lead an insurrection. Yeah, I got suspended longer from Twitter for saying I hope that you step into a pile of dog poop and can't figure it out, and you smell like you smell the poop for the rest of the day. To a fucking professional athlete as a joke. Yeah. Well, I meant it, but it was a joke. Yeah. I got suspended longer on Twitter than Donald Trump did following Leading him. an insurrection. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you want to talk about censorship, okay? <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I, I, do, I do understand that it's a slippery slope. I can understand yeah. that debate because tech companies have gotten so big yeah. that now they are the new norm for everything. Right. Well, an argument can be made that they are the new public space, the public sphere. Yes. The only problem is that it is not. Yeah, sure. They seem to be, but that's not true. You can literally go out to the public sphere any day and put up a soapbox and say what you want. Yeah. So, so I understand that. And I'm all for more regulation on these social media websites, like breaking up, like Facebook. uh, I was talking to our past guest host uh weiss hamid um over like this past week and like he he and i both agree that there should like the the facebook merger with whatsapp and instagram right and them like monopolizing like these these social media things and these messaging platforms like there's some problems there right there should be some antitrust laws like yeah like that that make sure that this doesn't happen because it shouldn't be the only place that like you know you get your info like granted like they've cornered the market right like fucking parlor tried to come out with their own garbage and the only reason parlor got big was because fucking a whole bunch of crazy ass conservatives kept getting kicked off of fucking twitter for saying violent and racist shit and some fucking dumbass piece of shit like capitalist was like oh i can make money off these idiot fucking right-wingers saying stuff so let me make an alternative to twitter where it's just right-wing bullshit right yeah um and that got taken. That got deplatformed too. Yeah, they got, <laughs> Amazon dropped their ass. Yeah, um, but like I understand that argument, but at yeah. the same time, like it is what it is, bro. Like you, you said what you said. Like yeah. So the the issue here is they're they're misdiagnosing the problem as the problem, mm-hmm. right? So this isn't a free speech issue as they think it is. That someone is being silenced because one, they're a private corporation. Right, they don't. That free speech doesn't guarantee you, uh, speech at work. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I can't go you, into a fucking movie theater and start right. yelling fire and shit. But that—that's the most obvious example of that, right? You also can't go into your job and politically advocate for things. You can't. You can get fired. No, for that. dude. Like, like if I you had... showed up tomorrow to your job mm-hmm. and advocated for a union, you'll get fired. No, I wouldn't get fired for a union. Yeah, you, it's your company in particular. I should note, uh, even back when I was there, that was their big thing. They, they always said, if someone's talking about a union, come and tell us. That's yeah. the big one, right? Yeah. Th- that's the reality of it. Uh, yeah. The private corporation, the free speech only protects you from the government yeah, but look, censoring you. Listen, the issue here, however, is not a free speech issue in that you're not able to speak certain things on social media. Of course you're not. You can't threaten people. You can't 
promise theft. You can't organize. Like these are these are always there's always restrictions on free speech. We do not have absolute speech. The issue that they seem to miss, and this is where we should be pointing out, is that there is now a consolidation of tech companies. Mm-hmm. A handful. There's five websites that run everything. That's the problem. Originally, we had a decentralized model. That decentralized model was forums, right? You could post. Even they were moderated and whatnot, but one website didn't run at all. Correct. Now, you have a consolidation. And the real threat comes from the fact that these corporations can work together to undermine or drive certain political things. If people are worried about uh, Facebook or Twitter having liberal biases, they're morons. They don't have liberal biases. They have corporation biases. They are going to work 10 times harder against Elizabeth Warren, who wants to break them up, than they are against Ted Cruz, who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. That's what they're not understanding, is that the threat here is not a threat of free speech. It's a threat to democratic power. Mm -hmm. You have a group of corporations that now have a great deal of power and sway over our democracy, over our political officials, over policy. Worse, they have an ability to exert their power over who? Their employees. It's not us that are facing direct challenges. It's the employees of Twitter. It's the employees of Google. This is why Google is forming a union, right? These are the real threats that we should be talking about. It's not the threat to free speech. At the same time, we should be having a conversation about how these platforms have damaged the conversation by making it seem like the dickhead that lives next door to you is on the same footing as the medical doctor who is an expert in epidemics. Mm -hmm. That's the real danger to the conversation. Not because they ban someone who says, I'm going to shoot so-and-so. That's always existed. Those restrictions exist outside of Twitter. They exist outside of Facebook. There is no political bias there. The only bias is a bias towards capitalism and corporations. So this is where I don't have a lot of sympathy for what they're saying. Because they're misdiagnosing the problem. Yeah. There is a threat from Facebook. There is a threat from Twitter. There is a threat from TikTok. The threat isn't the suppression of free speech. The threat is that the algorithm favors sensationalization, favors corporations. They are able to consolidate their power and centralize their power to then influence policy in our politicians. That's the real threat. It's a corporate threat not a legal threat to our, to our rights. That's not the issue. You, there's nothing that you can say now, there's nothing that you can say, that you could have said 10 years ago that you can't say now. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to get you know, thrown in prison. There's nothing you could have said 20 years ago that you can't say now. <laughs> Do you see what I'm getting at? In other words, our free speech hasn't been curtailed in the least. But what has happened is now you have a series of corporations that have influence on our policy. You have a series of corporations that, because they're interested in nothing more than selling ads to you, are willing to platform the worst speech. At the same time that Facebook is shutting down these various QAnon groups, it's also putting ads out for guns. Literally, they're just pointing out 
the other day that if you log on to Facebook, the major because the conversation is shaped, it's an algorithm, right? It's shaped by what's going on. All the ads right now are about ammunitions and guns and bunkers and whatnots. Uh-huh. That's the real danger. You're arming an entire population of people, and you're not even realizing because all you care about is, hey, make sure whatever conversation is going on, let's sell those ads. That's all yeah. it cares about. Because That's it's, the it's, real threat. It's about making revenue for them. It's about you know? making revenue. The other threat is, like I said, is the, is the informational threat, the epistemological threat. We talk about boomers as being kind of, you know, not knowing sh- anything about, about the world and believing all sorts of shit like QAnon and whatnot. You have an entire generation, Gen Z, who now believes that Helen Keller isn't real. Oh, yeah. My fucking brother was saying that shit like, to me. There's, it started as a meme. It was meant to be. It was an ableist meme. Let's be real, right? Yeah. Very ableist bullshit. It started off as a meme, and it was originally meant to be funny, but now they genuinely believe that it's impossible. So now that's the type of crisis you're dealing with, that some meme yeah. on TikTok has more power than what's being taught in a classroom. Yeah. And so... I tweeted this earlier today. Um, I said, I was talking about how Gen X is actually the most delusional generation there is yeah. over, uh, over the boomers. Yeah. Um, and I think based on what I saw at this, this uh, insurrection and the sedition, sedation, yeah. sedition, sedition, sedition uh, that happened like a week and a half ago, how many people there did you see that were in like their late 30s early 40s or late 30s yeah. to like late 40s like yeah, mid, mid yeah. to late a, a good a good amount of it yeah and i think good i think amount. but that's think the that facebook was, generation right yeah so they're the people that you know like when they got to college facebook became a thing right like that's when facebook first started probably like their senior year of of college or right yeah. when they were getting out. And they're the ones that adopted Facebook more ov- ov- overtly. Yeah, early Whereas, on. Whereas uh, millennials, while they were also a Facebook generation, they left Facebook. Yeah, we went to like Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, yeah. all this other stuff. And then we came back and a lot of, some people haven't, but a lot of people did come back. Um, but it's, it's weird, right? I feel like the reason why I, I say that Gen X is more delusional than boomers Boomers don't know how to use the internet, so they're going to believe everything they fucking read, right? Yeah. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, I can't tell you how many boomers have come to me in the past, like, three, four days since Orange County has given out free um, vaccinations for people 65 and older yeah. to have me, a retail employee, do their fucking application for the vaccine yeah. because it's done on an app. They just assume that... Okay, you can do it for me. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not how this shit works. I can't fucking fill out your medical information for you. Like, I'm sorry. But Gen X takes that information and they, instead of like being as, you know, like boomers don't know how to fucking use it, Gen X knows how to use it and they take it and they weaponize that information more than any yeah. generation that I've seen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't, there's not as clear as a distinction between the generations as people sometimes think there is mm-hmm. um like a, the conversation between boomers versus gen z the reality is that w- on mass scale we lack media literacy mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how young you are most people aren't familiar with source criticism most people aren't familiar with how to read critically mm-hmm. and most people are willing to be shaped and that's because the social media model is the casino model right it's like you don't casinos are good for all ages because mm. they're built as games for adults, right? Yeah. 
And so it doesn't matter how old you are, you can get suckered. And so we see this. I mean, the Helen Keller thing for me is very disturbing, right? Yes, it's it's ableist meme that then becomes real, that people genuinely start to believe that. At first, they were, they were just trying to piss off their Gen X and Boomer parents, right? Yeah. My, they were just trying to piss people off, and now they're genuinely believing that stuff. Like, that is alarming. And then you ask them about, like, basic research about Helen Keller, and they have got nothing. But they sell it on TikTok, so it must be true. In the same way that my mom sees something on WhatsApp, and that's, it has to be true. Oh, right? yeah. I get that all the time. I remember time. when COVID came out, she was telling me, all like, you got to do this in order to kill the germs. And if you do that, and I'm like, Mom, <laughs> bro, none of that works. Listen. Like, if you use lemon on your steering wheel, I'm like, Mom, yeah, no. Yeah. Listen to no, me. Mom. <laughs> look, look, look. My mom literally told me two days ago. That, so my neighbor is. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I like. I live in Southern California. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times. Karen Central. But that too, but it's also the epicenter for COVID-19 right now. It is, yeah. We have like the highest rates. One in three people in LA County have been infected by COVID. That's 33% of LA County has been infected by COVID-19. That's just that got tested, that tested positive, right? Um, uh, Orange County, same thing. It's huge. Like the numbers are spiking up and up and up. Like it's not going down. It's going up more, Mm. you know? Um, my neighbor right now is hospitalized and he's, um, uh, they have a tube in him because his COVID got really bad. All right. I'm praying that they, they put him in a medically induced coma. And like, my mom's like, yeah, you know, like she's, she said her neighbor's name and he's like, yeah, he got COVID and he kept drinking cold drinks. So now he can't breathe. And he's in the, I'm like, mom, what? drinking cold drinks does not make your COVID worse. Like. People tell you to drink like tea and like hot drinks because it helps soothe when like you have a sore throat or a cough. It helps soothe it. But drinking cold water or drinking juice that's cold isn't going to fucking make COVID worse. She's like, no, no, I'll send you this, this thing my friend sent me. She's, she saw it. The doctor gave it to her. I'm like, where'd you get it? WhatsApp. Yeah. Facebook Messenger. I'm like, yeah. come on. So this is, that's the reality is that we're dealing with right here. And, and so the actual thing that we should be talking about is not Facebook and Twitter and what's not banning people. That's not the issue. There's always going to be limits to what you can say. The real issue that we should be talking about is how a handful of companies are now controlling every aspect of our information, mm. every aspect of our media. And, and this, is, this is the case. It's like if you ask someone where they read a newspaper article, right? Mm-hmm. They don't go directly to NewYorkTimes.com. They read it on Twitter or on Facebook or on one. In other words, the, the platform that, pa- that sends the information out is now controlling all of that. Yeah. And it's all done in a handful of companies. Now, this relates to, to Disney in a way, right? Mm. So just recently... That Disney, fucking mouse owns everything. Yeah, just recently Disney released a massive list of stuff that they were going to put out. Uh, Star Wars wise, right? Some mm-hmm. both in terms of like shows and movies. Of movies. I mean, they were talking about you know Mandalorian's quite popular, but they were doing the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's coming out, Ashoka's yeah. coming out, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, the Bad Batch, all this stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Boba now now go, they're going into uh, story mediums and comic book mediums with Knights of the High Republic, which is a set before um, the the time of Anakin and Darth Vader and all that. Um, and on one hand you go, oh, wow, really cool new Star Wars stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The other hand, you realize, wait a minute, Disney not only owns all of this stuff that's being put out, 
Disney also owns the platform where you can see it all. Ah, Disney yes. Plus. That's what we're talking. That's my big issue, is that we're entering into the era where it looks like there's an increase in diversity of thought, an increase in diversity of platforms, an increase in options. But yeah, it's, it's not. True. It's now being more and more consolidated. I've talked to you about this before too, right? Like the the rise of the Netflix era made it seem like you were going to have more options. They cut the right? cord. Yeah. Yeah, you're cutting the cord. But in reality, you're only going through what? Five websites? Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, I don't Disney know, a couple Plus, more. Disney Peacock, Plus, right? HBO five, Max. There's like five websites that run it all. Yeah, the big ones are the the three big ones are Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus. And then right. oh, well, no, sorry. I, let me put Amazon Prime TV yeah, four. over. Yeah. Um and then but then you have Peacock from NBC. You have CBS All Access. You have yeah. Fox has one. You have yeah. HBO Max. Like yeah. there's yeah. there's so there's many. a handful of companies that run mm-hmm. it all. Yeah, that's the real issue. The issue isn't the threat to the free isn't threat to free speech. The if the threat is the consolidation of corporations, the consolidation yeah. of our media. The Listen, more powerful they become, the more dangerous. This that is true. Is. Yeah, because right? like how so, much? Yeah, is... it's exciting. Look, uh, uh, everyone wants to watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, Disney wants to watch Ahsoka. But as we're watching it, we need to ask ourselves, like, holy crap, Disney's owning this thing from, like, toe to, to hair. You know what I mean? Like, every single aspect of this is being owned by one company, mm-hmm. being put forth by one company, mm-hmm. one vision. And sure, that can do some good things for, for storytelling, but it can also have some really bad things for storytelling. That's true, right? right? Because if you like, want to see what happens when, when you consult it. Just look at Game of Thrones. Oh. That's what happens when you have that much control. Yeah. Which they're coming out with the, the new Targaryen spinoff in like two years, too, by the way. Yeah, of course they are. They just announced that shit on HBO Max. That's the other aspect is that when you have these consolidated media companies, they're going to milk the living shit out of everything. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, right? So when Disney bought Star Wars, like, you had people that were excited and you had people that weren't. You had people excited because, let's be real, Disney did a really good job with the MCU, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. do you know the story of how the MCU got start- started, Ali? So the M- oh, a little bit, yeah, I do. So the MCU got started because um, Marvel, at the time, was, yeah. uh, they, they weren't, so they, they sold off the rights to, like, their big, top, like, earning um superhero stuff right so they sold off mm-hmm. the rights to to spider-man the sony x-men the fox uh fantastic for the fox yeah. right this is because marvel was struggling financially yeah marvel was struggling financially and they wanted a way to make more money and they thought the way to make money was to market to children to sell toys yeah. to children right Be- yep. and that's yep. the, the star wars method right so star wars got big and that's why the ewoks were a thing because they knew they could fucking sell them and r2d2 and yeah. bb8 yeah. and all these guys are like they're huge sellers so what the the marvel like cinematic universe did like uh the first iteration i forgot who owned the first part of it um i think it might have been was it no it wasn't 20th century fox whatever whoever a paramount i think owned owned the original rights to it yeah paramount owned the original rights to it so what paramount did was they brought all these like children in a focus group right and they had them like go through all these superheroes like Thor and like Iron Man, Captain America, and blah 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 blah. And they're like, hey, which and one of these Iron Man? Huh? 
And they picked Iron Man. Yeah, the, the little kids picked Iron Man, right? So they, a toy. Yeah, as like, oh, this looks like it would be a cool toy to play with. So yeah. they literally made the first Iron Man movie, not expecting it to be a commercial success, like as far as like, like box office success, but they thought they could a sell the Iron Man. Success. Yeah, they thought it would be a merchandise yeah. success. And we've talked about this on this show is how uh, Iron Man is, is relatively a minor character originally in Marvel. Yeah. And that it's really the MC. This is the way in which the MCU begins to shape the narrative of the comic books. Mm-hmm. That because of the 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 impact of the movies, that now the comic books are being shaped story wise. Yeah. So those characters become bigger and bigger and more yeah. important and whatnot. So, so because of so because of that, right? And then yeah. Disney buying the rights from Paramount for the MCU, and then seeing all the other stuff that Disney had done with the MCU. When Star Wars was bought, right, when uh, Lucasfilms gave the rights to Disney, uh, yeah. people were excited. Some people weren't. But they've, let's be real, they've done a pretty good job, okay? Um, well, see, that's the thing is, like, when, when it was bought out by Disney, on one, the one exciting aspect was that meant there was going to be more Star Wars. Yeah. Right? That, st- that Disney was going to expand the franchise. It's going to in- more shows, more characters and that and whatnot. The drawback there was that Disney would then control the creative process. Mm-hmm. And so that meant um, an issue when it came to the narrative. And we saw the failure of that with the sequels. Yeah. Right? So- Just complete collapse because it was run by Disney, right? It was the Disneyfication of, of yeah. Star Wars didn't work out well. But where Disney shone was the shows. No, From but but Star Wars but Rogue, Rebels but Rogue, to Mandalorian, and then and then Rogue One was considered like one Rogue of the one was be- great. But all the point being that anything outside of the main narrative works. Yeah, the main narrative, however, doesn't. And no. so this is this has been the case with Star. And now to be clear, this isn't just Disney's problem. This was the original Star Wars's problem when Star Wars prequels came out. The prequels weren't good. No, and a lot of people pushed back on it. But what saved the prequels? was the Clone Wars cartoon series on Cartoon Network. Yeah. That's what saved it. In other words, we've constantly seen with Disney that anything outside the main kind of scope, the TV shows, the support, that stuff does really, really well. Mm-hmm. And so Disney recognizes this, right? That after the, the sort of fatigue of uh, the rise of Skywalker, that it was Mandalorian that saved everyone. Bro. I, and so, so that's what they're going to milk. Now, on one hand, that's great, more content. But on the other hand, you're like sitting there going, this is almost, this is like literally trying to milk it to, to the extreme. Yeah, right? but, it, but also, Ali, like in, in a way, there's more, there's now newer Star Wars fans, right? So like m- my nephew, for example, right? He's a Star Wars fan now. He's t- 13 years old. Like, so for him, this is like a new thing, right? Like yeah, you and I, I grew up. I understand that with, yeah. they're trying to reach out to, to new fans. That's a good thing. I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. What I'm saying though is that the plan here, the plan here, is so expansive mm-hmm. that it's and it's all being controlled by one company. That that does something to storytelling. If you start churning out show after show after show, it becomes watered an, down a numbers game. Yeah, you go. Oh, I'm not particularly interested in making good content. I just need to make a lot of it because at least one will be really good. Uh, yeah. You see, that's the it's, issue. It's the Twitcher it's, thing, right? The Twitch, yeah, it, the, the Twitch streamer thing. Like, it's the Twitch stream thing. It's the TikTok model, right? Yeah. 
TikTok I mean, works, and the same thing with Twitter. The both of them work off of you just tweet until something hits. Yeah. Not everything is going to be good. A lot of it's going to be trash. Yeah. You film on TikTok and you put a much of it out. 90% of it's going to be trash, but one of it will go viral. Same thing with Twitter, right? It's the same exact model. It's not a, there's not a conscious attempt at storytelling, at narrative building. There's not that same careful commitment to the creative process. No. That's not to say that there aren't good story writers, they're not good storytellers, they're not good graphic design. There's not, of course they are. Mm-hmm. But the overarching interest here is going to be what? To sell. Yeah, but we live so in a long fucking as capitalist it is society. to sell, that, that becomes an issue. Right? Yeah, and Marvel's the same way, right? Like we talk about the success of the MCU, but the reality is that its success is that it has every once in a while it has a really, really good one. True, and then it has a bunch of other ones that are kind of like fluff. You're like, oh, it's it's there, right? Yeah. And that's what it's they're going for. Yeah, and that to me that that waters down the creative process, that takes away from the experience. That's also again another one of those things where you like you get concerning for one company to have that much creative control over one project yeah right Can one I of t- the, the first things that disney did is it killed off the extended universe uh right? oh uh star wars star wars yeah. yeah all the other stuff was just cut no yeah. more it's not canon anymore it's no longer canon yeah. Yeah. they they retconned it um there is something that disney did that i'm kind of excited for uh they sold the rights to uh a um open world star wars game to Ubisoft. Like World of Warcraft? Kind of, but it's, a, it's like a Star Wars version, right? So um, it's an open world game. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft is the manufacturers who do Assassin's Creed and Saints Row. Now, um, people who play Saints Row love Saints Row. It's like their, it's their most favorite. It's an old-ass game, but they still play it to this day. There's a uh, two big like when you think of open world console gaming, open world console gaming. There's two titles that you think of. You think of Assassin's Creed and you think mm-hmm. of Grand Theft Auto. Those are the, considered the the two best open world uh, console gaming. I think it's called platform gaming or whatever. The ones you play like on Xbox and PlayStation and shit, right? Assassin's Creed and and Grand Theft Auto are the two biggest ones for it. So Ubisoft getting the rights to an open world Star Wars game has made gamers excited and it's made star wars fans excited because it should be a really good game because the last few games that like uh star wars put out haven't been that great like they've done like uh the star wars battlefield games which was done by like uh ea who did battlefield as well and those didn't turn out great it was just like call of duty just not as good but with star wars characters um so people are excited for this new like open world game where you could be like a jedi and you could do like side quests and you could do all this other stuff so i am excited for that like i don't do a lot of open world gaming but like i have played assassin's creed like i've played like the first three assassin's creed Mm -hmm. um and i'm thinking about buying the new one valhalla or whatever and then uh i you know we'll see we'll see i mean there it all there's certainly opportunities here yeah and some exciting horizons there's no doubt like the show TV series. Ashoka is one of my favorite. Ashoka is one of my favorite favorite characters. Did you see right? her headpiece though in the Mandalorian? People were like, it was a little smaller than I expected. Not just that, but like it was like clear that it was like foam and like it wasn't really her well, I, hair. It was a little. I expected it a little bit longer, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. I don't watch the Mandalorian. I only saw clips of it on Twitter, so oh. maybe I'm wrong. I watched maybe days yeah. longer. I was a big fan but of the Mandalorian. I thought it, I I thought it was going to look a lot like uh, 
the TV show, uh, the adult Ahsoka we saw in uh, the Rebels, which mm-hmm. she has a lot longer, but also the glimpse of her that we saw in the Mortis storyline of Clone Wars, where she appears in a vision. That's what I thought, but mm-hmm. who cares? The point being here is that there is a lot of exciting developments. Ahsoka's really exciting. She's one of my favorite characters. I think it's brilliant. Mandalorian coming is dope out. But there's too, the, the part of me that thinks long term, right? The historian in me, the, the person who's critical of capitalism. That person is always, always going to be very wary of, you know, these developments. I don't blame That's you. where I think we should be having the conversation. Not about the fear of free speech. That's not being curtailed. <laughs> What's really being the issue here is you're having a consolidation of media. That's what should worry you. Nah. We see it, local news, right? All being run by one company. And you get the that same does story. something to local news. Yeah. Right? And now we're seeing this happening at a global scale. And that's the real th- issue we're going to be facing for the next decade. The real threat. Too, right? That's the real threat. What do you do when you have these massive corporations that basically hold a monopoly over our information? Fucking beat the shit out of Mickey Mouse, bro. What do we do? Let's take over. Let's see. Let's let's do a sedition on Disneyland, my friend. If you wanna, if you really wanna address COVID trutherism and QAnon, that's not a free speech issue. That's a media issue with these corporations. Corporate media issue. That's what you wanna have this conversation. Anyway, listen. Little that's enough. Uh, you guys down to siege Disneyland? Down to episode. What was that? I said let's siege Disneyland. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> let's end it here. Uh, let let's know what your thoughts are. How are you surviving during 2021? Hopefully, you are all doing well. You can get uh, in contact with us, and Diz is going to let you know how you can do that. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Currently Nerdy. Twitter at Currently Nerdy. Instagram at Currently Nerdy. Tumblr Currently Nerdy. Uh, and you can listen to us on Stitcher and iTunes. Just search up Currently Nerdy. Give us a rating, five star review, five star rating, and a review on there. You know, if you've done that already, we highly, highly appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, what what's the holdup? Like, l- let me tell you something. It takes you longer to order a cup of coffee on the Starbucks app than it does to give us a five star rating and review. Okay, so get on there, stop being lazy, give us a five star rating and review, and fucking do it. And then you know what else you can do after you do that? You copy the link of this podcast episode and you send it to one of your friends and you say hey these guys had some great points about disney starting the insurrection at the capitol all right that's definitely not what we said but just say it so they listen and then they get to this part and they're like oh now i understand why this asshole said that um so yeah send this to your friends all right because you're not a true believer of currently nerdy unless you share the gospel of currently nerdy to your friends, family members, coworkers, one night stands, um, whatever random person that comes next to you on a train. Okay, so share us, share the gospel. And if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. How can I get a hold of Yali? You can catch me on Twitter at a a o l o m i, also on Instagram or on our sister podcast at On History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbula D i z b u l l a h. For those of you with at the Xbox One Series X or Series S, and if you have NBA 2K21 and you want to get murked, stomped on, dunked on, add me, play me. I'm going to beat your ass in the game. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs>